So how have you guys kind of found being like black male educators so far? Just um, like what's your experience been like? Um, uh, I think I think my experience uh, of being a black educator, I mean, I can start from when I was a teacher at Peru. Um, anybody who has worked in Peru will tell you that um, it's a very, very interesting experience. You really have to be thick-skinned to uh, be working at Peru. Not only is the fact that as a black male teacher in Peru, you have that against you, the, the racial aspect of it, as well, but also a prude, the prude, they don't really have a structure in terms of, you know, the type of education they're given, administering to the, the, the pupils. It's almost like, you know, you're getting a bad kids, the kids that are excluded from schools, and you just hope that they leave the prude with some type of education. So there isn't like, like a concrete, like blueprint on how to like educate kids who are in a prude in a sense. So my experience in Peru was very, very strange and very, very like challenging. Um, Why was it strange made... Because I just, I didn't understand how it's, you go to a, a place of, an, a, a place where you're teaching kids and they can throw abuse at you and it's almost accepted. Like even the, the, the head teacher, the vice principal at the school almost just said, you know what, it is what it is. Just take it on the chin, it happens. So someone can call, call me the N-word, a kid can call me the N-word, and the head will just look the other way, sort of sort of thing. <laughs> and for me, that, yeah. Do you, do, do you get what I mean? Um, for me, that was, that, was, that was strange. And as much as I wanted to, you know, combat that and challenge the powers that be, I couldn't. Because it was almost like, okay, you're here, you've got to get on with it, and what don't kill you makes you stronger. So literally, I just became numb to it. I had several abuse from kids, whether it was racial, whether it, I was threatened, I was physically assaulted, all those kind of things. Anything that could happen. Wait, physically assaulted? What? I was phys yeah. physically assaulted. I had, a, I, had a, I had a, so on my second day, when I, this my second day of being at the Pru, I had, um, I was in my office, typing. In. and this girl a female this female kid she was about 14 so I was in my office working and she wanted uh what did she I can't remember what she wanted but I didn't give it to her because I was basically working so she picked up a tray you know that the tray the the metal tray that you put your your envelope your paperwork in yeah, whatever. yeah. She, she picked that up and she held I didn't think she was going to do it because she was saying, oh, if you don't give it to me now, I'm going to throw it at you. I'm going to throw it at you. It's like, well, okay, throw it, sort of thing. I didn't say it, but I said, like, okay, well, let's see what she will do. Yeah, she, quarter bluff. Actually threw it. She threw it and she, she actually uh, split open my eye, my, my left eye here. Right. She, she made you draw yeah. blood as well. Wait, wait, what did the score do? What did the score yeah. do? They, I think they suspended her for a day. Somebody's drawing blood and they suspended her for a day. For one for one day. One day. Two, I think two at max. But she came back. She came back the same week. And I remember she called me the N-word the, the day she saw me. Like it's your uh, it's your fault. It's your fault. I got suspended. Do you get what I mean? So I mean I could I can it's only prayer that will save me from killing that person. So Yo, yeah, you got, you got, boy, boy, 
And listen, listen, listen. I like, I like <laughs> my job. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's yeah. a sticky one. I can't lie. Yeah. But do you feel like being in that crew specifically as a black man, like it, mm. it was that experience? being a black man was the thing that kind of caused division in that school. Did you feel like that was the kind of fundamental issue? It, it, it was one of the biggest issues because I was the only black male in that school. Oh, you get, you get, you get what I mean? Yeah. I was the only black male in that school and I was the only black, black person in SOT because it was a small school and I was basically part of SOT in that school. So I was the only black person in that school. As part of SOT, so there it was a it was everyone in that school was white, so it was a white school. It was male, very male led. There was about maybe one or two, three uh, female teachers, but it was very male white led. And it was like for me coming in, it was like, oh, this is a shock. Like, who, what, what is this sort of black man doing here? So mm. I came with my ideas, right? I came with my fresh ideas. I came with some innovative like skills and. I pull it forward and for the first first six months it worked. Behavior was improving. Um, there was more of a rapport with, with, with teaching staff and the kids. So it was working. But the powers that be were not happy that this has come from a black man. They didn't tell me that, but it, some of their actions were speaking volumes. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Like, mm. Mm. I mean, I can give an example. It's almost like you know there's there's overt racism when you just put in racism it's covert it's under the carpet ones so i can give you an example example was when um you know the behavior was improving so i basically created a whole behavior policy and the behavior policy was set up to basically improve behavior minimize you know uh, assaults minimize verbal aggression and all of that was working and then one day the uh, vice principal came to me and was like, um, we're going to scrap this behavior policy because it doesn't, it, what did he say? He said it, it doesn't, it, it, it's not uh, comprehensive enough for all the students. It only works for some students. I said to him, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. I said to him, hold on a second. 75% of behavior right now has improved because of this behavior policy. And now you want to change it because it's not good enough for the majority of the students. But who's he talking about is... the majority? Who's the, who's the majority? Is the, the white kids? Is, is that what he was talking about? Or Most 96% of the kids in that school were white. There was only two black kids in the school, right? And one Asian kid in the school at the time. Remember, it's a very small school. This is mad. So he basically shot me down because it, it was working. And he was not happy that this man, this black man has come and he's changing things, shaking things up. So my experience there as a, a you know, being a black educator in a, in a, in a preset, it was very, very interesting. Uh, my experience uh, as a black educator in a mainstream school now is not, I, I wouldn't say it's as bad as it was with the Peru, but I just, I still think that there's still a lot of work that needs to be done behind the mm. scenes in the terms of like, you know, more black representation in, 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 in our schools because I feel yeah. like in mainstream schools, the proportion of, of, you know, the school I'm in right now is predominantly a black school in terms of pupils, but I can count you on one hand, maybe two hands, the amount of teachers, black teachers there are 
Do you get what I mean? Uh, well, well, male black teachers anyway. I, I would even say there's about three or four black male teachers in the whole school. And wow. there are zero, zero black male teachers in SLT, as in zero. So, you know, it doesn't bode well in terms of like, okay, if I want to move up the, la- the, the ladder now, like it's not only challenging because I'm a black man, but it's like, the status quo to change the status quo. The status quo. Something has to change. Something drastic has to has to change for for that to actually happen. So that that's my experience anyway as a as a black educator. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I can I can go on for ages, but I'm gonna get to Dami. What yeah. your experience been like? Um, just as a black male teacher, because I mean, you're working in maths and you've been working as a two IC. Yeah. Um, so how has that kind of been for you? Mm. Um, you know what? It's, it hasn't been as tough as James' experience, I must say. But um, in regards to how it's been for me, you know what? I can't lie. I've had it. I've had a good experience. The reason why I say I've had a good experience is because one, uh, my school is predominantly black or predominantly ethnic minority mm. in terms of ninety-eight uh, percent. My school is located in Peckham, even though it's called East Dulwich Girls. Um, so when I first came, I was quite young. I started at twenty-two. So it was quite difficult for me, I would say, just coming off my training year at the NQT, trying to be professional. So the few instances I had of behavior, I had to make sure that how I speak to them, I'm professional. I don't take things too, like, to heart. I mm. try and grow a thick skin. But I think soon after that, I would say, because the fact that I looked like the students that I teach I feel as though that really helped me in terms of, at the end of the mm. day, they didn't see too many, I would say as well, younger black male teachers. Mm. There were some like mature ones. You would see like one guy in science, mature guy has been there for 20 years. But the year that I joined, it was myself and another black teacher. And we were like in our 20s when we joined. And so that was a big difference, a big change in our school. And I felt that because of our young age and because of us being black men, I, I felt like we were given a different um, perception in terms of they normally see young black men as being stereotypical, let's just say, uh, if I'm from South London, I'm either like uh, from a gang or I'm a yeah. bad man. Or duh, 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 duh. And I would say in my first few months there, i say year there, they used to see that uh, as a roadman because even how I spoke initially, it was still mm. quite young. Obviously, I'm 22, so I was still saying certain words that mm. was kind of young. So they'll think, oh, sirs, our sirs need to be in a gang or maybe how I walk as well. I walk in a certain way, our oh, sir pops. So I did get a stereotype of our oh, sir was a bad man turned teacher. Mm. But I had to explain to them, no, I'm just grew up in this area. So I might say certain things, I walk a certain way, mm. but it doesn't mean that I come necessarily from a negative background. So I had to kind of reinforce that. And I felt like mm. that really helped because you had some students there that had brothers my age or older and they weren't mm. serious. And then they see someone like me and my colleague and they're saying, okay, then, well, black men can be serious and do professional jobs. So mm. I felt like it was definitely a positive experience for the students. For myself, like I said, my team as well is very diverse into my master department. So there was a lot of black teachers. There, it's a mix. It's not just one way. So that helped a lot. So having mm. people from different ethnic backgrounds brought a lot of balance to our department. And even across the school, we've got quite a few black teachers. So for me, my experience was kind of nice. I felt as though there were other people I can go to that looked like me and that will share my experience. So 
I didn't feel like I was isolated or had no one to speak to. So I would say for me, it's been a positive experience. And we've tried to make sure we keep that ethos in our math department going forward as well. So, yeah, man, because I can't complain. I think that for me, it's been a good experience. However, when it comes to, like, dealing with SLT and, like, you know, senior, leader, senior leadership team, you'll realise that, as always, as a black man, you are used as the troubleshooter. So, for example, yeah. there was a year... Yep. There was a year, a couple of years ago, where normally, obviously, me being 2IC, the 2IC in the department will control the timetable. Yeah. But for one year, for some reason, the vice principal controlled the timetable. So she did it for everyone. When I check my timetable, <clears throat> so how it works is that G3 is the lowest set. So I had 11 G3. I had 10 G3. I had <laughs> 9 G3. Oh, <laughs> it was just going down every year with G3, G3, yeah. G3. And I was like, what? And I thought to myself, these are the groups with the most challenging kids as well. Challenge, I yeah. know these kids. kids. Yeah. Mm. So I was thinking, you lot really tried to make me do or give me the classes. And then the funny mm. thing was, later on in that year in the summer, we have a meeting with all the heads of like the departments and the vice principals about the year um, to come. And this is the vice principal. She said, oh, in maths, you know, um, Dami and a guy called Richard, the other guy that I work with, black guy. She said, oh, Dami and Richard, because of their strong behavior management, We've given them so and so classes. So it's not patronizing <laughs> because she's trying to say that she's trying to make it seem like it's a compliment, but because you're not a strong teacher, yeah, yeah. she'd be able to do the behavior. Yeah. But I kept quiet. But I thought the flip side is at the end of the day, you're not doing the rest of the department any favors because if you're shielding them from those classes, say if Richard and I or my colleague and I leave, they don't have to do those classes. So exactly. how, what how then? have they been able to train? Exactly. Mm. How have they been able to train to do that kind of behavior? So and for me, mm. I just felt like you've given me, I don't mind giving me one or two, but you gave me the bottom set challenge group of every year group, 11, 10, and nine. Mm. So I said to myself, you know what? But it's the kind of what you go through as a black teacher, I guess. But well, why is it why is it that that's what our experience is and the way that kind of mm. SOTC I don't really do understand? Know, do you know what it is? It, it, it comes to again how we're perceived. The black, the black man is the boogeyman. The black man is the scary man. You get what I say? In terms of like, mm. he's intimidating. So, simple things like, for example, when I walk across the corridor, I'm in a classroom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to say much or do much, but a kid will respond more to me than maybe the other teachers. And mm. SLT are not blind to that. They're aware of that. So they see, all right, then. Well, these kids, the baddest kid, seems to respond well to Mr. Obi, but that te- that kid might not respond well to a certain member of AP or SLT. So they're mm. aware of it. They might not say anything to your face, but they're like, okay, then he can deal with those kind of kids. So let's give him all those kids. And it yeah, isn't but, fair for my development. Gotcha. Yeah, but Dami, uh, like if, 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 okay, if we're, if they're leaving the, the firefighting to the black teachers, right? Mm. Like, and as you say, say if one of the black teachers or black teachers were to leave the, 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 the faculty, for example, yeah. how then would they be able to manage behavior now if say one of the black teachers is off or they've gone to another job, right? How do then they manage? Would they be able to manage behavior then? Because if they're relying on black teachers to basically be firefighting and dealing with the mm. uh, the poor behaved kids, then mm. it really they're really saying that, as you said, okay, we're we're the boogeyman. They, they look at us as uh, yeah, we're the ones who are like uh, the, the, the scary ones. They, and to be honest, it is if you look at it. Kids respond to, well, in my school anyway, kids respond to me better than mm. they would respond to maybe even a head teacher, mm. for example. So then how, how mm. 
is it is it a detrimental factor now that if they're they're putting so much emphasis on black teachers right now to control behavior that's supposed to maybe spreading it out through the whole of the stuff mm. like how 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 does mm. this, how does this, how does schools manage to like mess that bit up because i don't i don't get that that's the, that's a very good point James. and you know what it is what happens there is that you will have a year or two where you do have certain teachers within a faculty that are not experienced enough to mm. deal with those kind of behaviors but at the end of the day, what the school would do is they'll still, so if I was to leave my school, for example, during that year or during that time, they would still mm. give my classes to someone else, whoever is available based on the timetable. But what mm. is maybe is that they'll provide, I guess, more support. They might mm. do more learning walks. Mm. They might have maybe a TA in the group, in the classroom. They'll do mm. things like that to try and help yeah. out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the issue is, like I said, this happened maybe three, four years ago. Since then, as a department, I've made sure, we made sure as, as 2IC in the HUD that mm. whenever we do the timetable, we spread out the groups because mm. it's important that if one does leave, you need to know how to do those kind of groups. And we make sure that we provide sessions and trainings during our um, CPDs and during our department meetings, how to yeah. deal with behavior. We share practice. I myself do learning walks. I'll do an mm. informal one. because We have like an open door policy. I'll go into your mm. room. I might spend five, 10 minutes there just to get a gist of the learning and what the behavior is like. Mm. And I mm. do it in an informal way. That's very important as well. So that way you mm. can pass on advice to other teachers saying, okay, then I can see this kid was doing this. Have you tried doing this? Have you thought mm. about that? And that's what we want as a department to make sure that everyone has a good base in terms of behavior management, not just one or two teachers exactly. should be like yeah. the troubleshooters. So yeah, yeah man, it's, it's, not, it's not good. It happens and we're aware of it. But like I said, as a department, we can control what we can do in our faculty and we make sure mm. that, like I said, we spread that out. So mm. it's not a case where certain teachers deal with behaviour yeah, because yeah. they're black or they're, they're black. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just, I, I just think it's interesting that um, the perception of black males can be so radically one side, they're troubleshooters and then they're like firefighters and then the people who are supposed to control the kids but on the mm. other hand, we're deviants and we're all of this. How do we go from being mm. like problems at youth? And, mm. and it's, for me, I think my experience being, I've been in two different types of schools. I've been in a very white school like James uh, when I was first mm. kind of a teacher for the first five years. And mm. my experience there, I was the only black male teacher in the school. Um, and oh, wow. I was one of maybe two or three ethnic teachers in the whole school generally. Um, and my experience um, as a black male teacher and a black young male teacher was he's relatable. Mm -hmm. um, and especially because I was yeah. teaching in deep Essex, it was like, oh, like he, mm. he must have like encountered like the hardships of being like, um, mm. and someone who knows people who've gone to print. Like I had all the kind of stereotypical questions mm. thrown at mm. me. Um, and very early on, because um, of my style of trying to teach and it was like you know what trying to be not necessarily friends with the kids but basically like mm. late into them and yeah, trying yeah, yeah. to understand yeah. them I think that kind of style was what led me very similar to you um, Damien that like I was mm. the kind of like um, soothsayer or someone who was mm. going to be able mm. to calm all the problem kids um, mm. and very uh, very quickly I ended up having those added to my timetable not 
not because my head of department was trying to just throw them at me, but I think the school would just mm. recognise, like, look, in that department, he's the one that's going to be able to get the kids the most out of them. And at, mm. a, at, at a time, I was kind of privileged and felt like, yeah. felt happy being in that position. But then over time, mm. I was just like, you know, what? you just get weighed down and you just feel like, mm. why is it every time I'm basically having to be the agony on yeah. The, the 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 father the, the, yeah. the brother the everything to to these children who mm. i'm basically trying to teach them manners before teaching them mm. like do you get what i'm saying so mm. i think mm. that was the problem that i started having over time and i think it kind of started making me resentful towards education generally i felt like mm. if they're pigeonholing me in that category um yeah. then i'm always going to be seen as like well he's the person who's supposed to deal with the problems not necessarily mm. um, get a chance to actually get to see a breadth and depth of kids who have different backgrounds mm. and some kids mm. who are bright, mm. some kids who are maybe in, in the middle and have different mm. spectrums of mm. problems rather than these are just a problem and troublesome kids, fix them. Mm. And I think that's the, that's the issue that I have with a lot of schools and the way that they employ black male teachers. It's like you yeah. are the one who's supposed to be almost like yeah. the, the, the shepherd guiding these sheep. Mm. And I think mm. it's it's a bad way of seeing black male teachers, but it's also a, a bad way of seeing the problem kids as well, because those mm. problem kids are just only getting one kind of voice given to them, mm. um, rightly or mm. wrongly, and they're being denied of all the other voices that they're supposed to almost like be part mm. of as well. So yeah. I think that was how my first school was. And I very quickly became like deputy head of year um, because of the same thing. Um, and now mm. coming to the school that I'm in now, it was just like, look, I want to go back to um, actually the classroom and feeling like I have more of an opportunity to cultivate good habits within kids, um, but also be able to teach and not just feel like I'm the person who's having to deal with the problems. But even in this school, mm. slowly I'm starting to become the person who's dealing with the problems. Um, yeah, so I think it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's literally just like, as black male teachers, I think for me, I'm quite frustrated being pigeonholed in this arena. Mm. And I think the same way that we kind of have the energy for like, you know, exposing people on social media and being like they were cancelling this person is the same way I feel like we have to basically expose the yeah. way that black male teachers are being employed. Because yeah. that's, mm. that, that's until that that is fixed, the same... Yeah kids that we're actually teaching are just seeing black males as you are the mm. and we're seeing the kids as needing yeah. an enforcer rather than mm. needing someone who's going to teach that's them true, so yeah. true, true. i yeah, think that that's absolutely. that's for me that's that's my frustration really but i don't yeah. know if there's an answer yeah and sorry just, just uh, to add to that Nick, as well as like, as like with that whole being pigeonholed as well at the end of the day it stifles your um your development you know, mm. so mm. if you are given those groups all the time, if you do end up having a year where you're given a top set group or a top set year 11, do you feel confident enough to feel, all right, I have enough experience to deliver a higher level pedagogy for, you know, more able students? If I keep mm. being pigeonholed this being with these low ability, tough to deal with behavior kids, am I developing mm. my skills? And what about the kids that are bright, able? Can I deal with that? Mm. Because teaching, a toxic group can be difficult as well. And if you have more experience doing it, it can be quite indulgent in terms of, it can be sometimes intimidating. If you go into a group where you have a year 11 class, that's 30 students, and they're all grade seven and above, 
And at the end of the day, they need to get the mission and above. If you only have experience with the borderline students or the kid that you have to kind of push for behavior, you may have lacking skills in that area in terms of pushing the high ability, challenging mm. them. That happens as well. So it's important that, you know, you get the balance. You get the mm. kids who are, you know, struggling and have behavior issues. And you get the kids mm. who are bright, high attainers, gifted and talented. At the end of the day, as a teacher, you shouldn't teach all groups, not just exactly. okay, the behavior ones or... and. Even vice versa, some teachers get this to top set groups because they're seen mm. as a top set teacher. What, what's a top set teacher? I don't understand. <laughs> if we're all teachers, we yeah. should teach all sets regardless of the ability. So that's something that's, that's effective as well. Yeah, that's no, it. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think mm. the, 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 the thing that I was going to ask us now, and this is kind of a segue from what we were just talking about, is as black male mm. teachers as well, like, and some of us are probably either been in relationships or encountered relationships since we've started teaching how have you mm-hmm. how have you felt like just being able to voice some of the frustrations you have as a black male teacher but also as a black male um because a lot of the teach a lot of the things that we experience in the classroom just magnify some of the own personal feelings we have outside of the classroom so mm-hmm. how have you kind of felt like do you feel like you're able to talk to the talk to your partners about all of those things or about everything that you're feeling or do you feel like there's some things that you can only really talk to some of your guy friends about um in a way that they'll understand just in relation to teaching or just like in, this is just in, in both general? this is both right i mean um i mean my partner she's she's a teacher as well um as you know zeke she's a she's a she's a teacher as well so um what helps is that when we know how to switch off, uh, we know how, when to come and speak and talk about whatever the relations is in terms of work or outside of work. So in that aspect, it's not, it, that's okay. We can just switch off. But I think um, in terms of communicating, um, when we first were start, when we first were, were going out, we were seeing each other, we, um, we didn't communicate as much because uh, when you are teaching, especially when you work in a, in, in, in education, the the amount of the and the pressures that we already are under is so much that is you start speak you start bringing into your relationship, and it's almost like you start feeling pressured. Yeah. Like for example, like if you know, in my relationship, is you know we go we wake up at like six o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning we go to work we come back and it's like seven o'clock sometimes maybe even eight and then to come home and then speak about work it's like are we neglecting our own relationship time now that we're now going back to work we're now you know what i mean and that could cause unnecessary pressure so yeah. it's really all about differentiating um between leaving work where it is and also you know, where your relationship is at as well. So, I mean, we don't allow work to impact our relationship at all because we just feel like it's not needed. Leave work where it is and focus on the relationship when you're outside of work. So, but now, with where we are now, because obviously as, you know, when you, for me anyway, the longer we were in a relationship, the more we started communicating. So we literally tell each other everything, right? Everything, because sometimes there is no point of contact to voice my opinion. Like, um, a lot of my friends uh, are not teachers, right? A lot of my friends, some of my friends are interesting characters. I won't get into that. So I'm not going to go and discuss my um, 
interactions at work with those kind of individuals. But, you know, with my partner now, like everything that we speak about is just on different topics, on different, you know, different conversations. So we basically speak about everything. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's the key. I just think that you've got to tell your partner. I think you've got to be able to have a, a voice where you can just, like, voice out your opinion, your frustrations. Like, sometimes you will come home and just rant. And I'm there like, yeah, 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 yeah. Go on, babe, I'm listening. Go on, go on, I'm listening. <laughs> she's just, she's just having a, she's just having a rant. She's letting up, having a rant. Oh yeah, no, this teacher did this, this student did that. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. So it's just, you want to be a sounding board. Yeah. You know, just, just be a sounding board. And there are times as well where you do actually sit down and say, okay, babe, what, what is the, what is the cause of your stress today? What is the reason why you're ranting? How do we find a solution to this this problem? Do you get what I mean? So she does it for me as well, and I and I make sure I do it for her. Sometimes there is no solution. Sometimes it's just let it out. Just go and speak your mind, let it out, and then within five to ten minutes, it's back to normal again. So I think communication is is, is definitely uh, is definitely important in in and it's very very um, very proactive. I would I would say in my relationship. We just communicate about everything, and that that actually helps us in the long run. So yeah, what about you, Danny? Um, you know what? I think it's quite healthy to discuss or vent with your partner. You know, um, mm. it depends on the relationship you have with them, I guess. At the end of the day, but when I think back to my experiences when I'm in a relationship, I do tend to tell my partner what goes on day to day. I just feel like. It's a good way of bonding. I feel like it helps me as well, mentally, knowing that I've managed to get off my chest. You know? Yeah. Obviously, I try to... I, I talk about the big moments. Anything trivial is what it is. I'm not keeping it to myself. But I would say, on the flip side, though, I have a lot of friends in teaching. That's the benefit I have. I've got a lot of friends mm. in different schools. My brother's a teacher, stuff like that. So, because of that, for example, I can go to my brother and maybe tell him certain things because there are mm. certain things you want to vent to another teacher that will understand mm. yeah. and maybe shed some advice and share their mm. experiences. It's all good telling your partner just to vent and to get off your chest. But sometimes for me, I want to like express how I feel to somebody and then try and get some sort of advice or feedback back. So when I do vent to other teachers... They can be like, yeah, I've experienced that. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Mm. Have you tried this? Maybe if you do this, maybe if you speak to this person, then this kind of email. Mm. So I do find it that when it comes to, if it's like an event in the day, like a behavior issue, I might tell my partner, I'd be like, this is what happened. Imagine this student said this to me. or da, 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 da. I'll mm. tell them that. But I think when it comes to stuff, maybe dealing with other teachers or other colleagues or stuff with the SLT, stuff like that, I might speak, or I feel more comfortable to speak to other teachers that I have a good relationship with. And like I said, mm. because I've got quite a few friends inside my school and outside, I feel like I have quite a large network to go seek advice and vent. But, you know, you should be able to express how you feel and share things with your partner. But I think mm. at the same time, you should know what to say and what not to say. You don't want to make it seem like every day you come back to complain about something. Because after a while, mm. it becomes, you know, all right, then she, they might not want to hear it after a while. So okay, mm. Same old, same old. You don't want them to zone out. So I'm quite mm. selective in what I say. Like if it's a big moment, something funny, something like that, I might share with my partner. If not, I might just share with my teacher friends, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 